0: Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. We are the show that is bringing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. And we're joined by Dr. Mark Sherwood, and we're going to be talking about something called biohacking. I know a little bit about it, but not a lot. I'm going to be learning along with you, but it sounds very, very ominous and disturbing. And we'll get to that in just a second very quickly. You know, we try to find the best products for you. I love this product. I've been using it. And I'll tell you what, I think if you do no life change at all, you're going to lose weight on this because the CLA, it burns fat quickly. It stores fat slowly. And uh, this Biotrust product, uh, yeah, they list the research at trimwithdave.com. Unlike the federal government, they list their research and they use real research protocols. And I know because I used to teach research at the university level. So um, I highly recommend the product, trimwithdave.com, 51% off and they have money-back guarantee, so if product works or you get your money back. Uh, Mark, welcome to the show. It's good, really good to have you back on, um, but I know our time is tight, and I want to get to this topic because I, there's a real threat out there that I think people need to know about, and I appreciate you coming on uh, and discussing it with us. So walk us through, what
1: is biohacking? <laughs> well, Dave, I appreciate it. It's good to see you, and thanks for having thanks. me back again. So biohacking is really a a style of quote unquote hacking our biological aging systems so that we can actually prepare it better to fight uh prepare it better to age, prepare it better to defend us compared to what we're doing now because we know we're in a situation right now with all kinds of mess coming at us um quote unquote the disease X and all these things you know that are predicted out there. We have to begin to go back to restoring function. And when we restore function like this, like I'm talking about, in other words, biohack the system, we are going to see us, ourselves, defend ourselves much better for the things that are to come.
0: Okay. Um, on the flip side, i wonder if there's a negative connotation to this, because I know that Yuval Harari from the World Economic Forum said human beings are hackable. Is that somehow related to this?
1: Yeah, he, the, the whole idea of hacking into a system might be akin to hacking into a computer system to take in charge of it, right? We all know that that's a, a, a phrase. The way he's looking at it is he wants to hack in and take charge of the human experience. Okay. But look at that. I'm thinking, you know, that is ridiculous. Who wants that? But I think there's probably some unwitting victims out there, Dave, that are not paying attention and are not really um, – Awake to understanding what's happening in our world. With that said, our purpose with this idea of biohacking is to use his terminology to go back where we hack our own system to take charge of our own lives instead of allowing somebody else to take charge of our lives. And frankly, I think the style of taking charge of our own lives is really the spirit of an an American way.
0: All right. Now, I, I know that you've got a lot of experience along this field. We've done previous interviews on medical issues with regard to vaccines and vaccine injuries and so forth. Um, what I'm wondering about is the manifestation of this process. You know, how does one biohack their system for benefit? What does that look like? What are the elements involved?
1: There are a lot. So there's really about seven, perhaps eight categories of things that we look at. Four are pretty obvious that we have to really master. One is nutrition. Mm-hmm. Second is sleep. Third is stress management. And fourth is probably movement. So those things that we have to really master. The things that we don't have control over that we need information on are things like our genetics. We run a genetic panel on every single person. and look at it like positive things. I want to know what the genes tell me because the genes, we have only changed 2% in 10,000 years. That's all. So when I look at that, it's my past speaking to me in the present to prepare me for the future. I also want to understand hormones. Hormones are like email communication devices in our system. When you lose email communication, you lose the ability to send messages and receive messages from different systems of the body or even we look at like different systems of a company. Then I also want to look at the glycosylation. Of our proteins. And that's a new term for most people, probably even most scientists here in America. It is really these uh, sugars that are on the outside of all of our proteins that facilitate protein to protein communication. There are patterns we look at, patterns that sort of dictate aging process, can foresee disease coming, that can mm-hmm. see systems failing as much as 10 years in advance, which is like, wow. And guess what? We can test that. So we can actually test our biological aging process, speed, our biological immune age, and we can actually, through through really manipulation of all these areas, we can look at how to manipulate that to make it younger. And then finally, our eighth area, we use peptides. Peptides are short chains of amino acids that are structured together in labs, and we use those things to restore the immune system function, to restore brain function, um facilitate mitochondrial communication and sort of um yeah. which is amazing and um we use them to repair tissues to reduce fat to build muscle um very immense in their ability to correct things and so you know my wife and i have been on this cutting edge out here for a long long time and um this is something we're very passionate about we believe that mankind existence if you will is Really accepting the unhealthiness that is and calling it normal. That's dangerous. Well,
0: that's how we're conditioned by the medical industry, so they get repeat right. customers. Yeah, I think there's no question. Um, one of the things I've looked into with longevity is uh, uh, there's a benefit for all cause mortality with exercise, particularly strength yep. training and what they call zone two training. But strength training in particular, does that factor into what you uh, look at here and what
1: you try to implement? It does. Uh, We believe that strength training should be in every person's life, man, woman, child, young or old, Um, and different elements for different ages, of course, and abilities, you know, but we want it three days a week or more. We always believe that that's right, and, Mm -hmm. of course, we do a lot of structuring and programming of that here. Additionally, we believe that cardiovascular, cardiorespiratory movement, or it's just activity, should be done every day. And we've said it like this. It's kind of a funny way to look at it. The only day you don't exercise is, a, is the day you're dead. Movement is life, and uh, lack of movement is rigor mortis. So just yeah. move, right? And so some have said, well, Jesus said don't do any work, but Jesus walked. So even walk <laughs> on the day that you call your Sabbath. So no, movement is life, man, and we've seen that uh, correlate with, a great biomark improvement
0: that's uh absolutely fantastic um with regard to exercise i know about strength training and people should go to max and max yeah. doesn't mean a lot of weight it means what you can do uh but with regard to uh like hit training you know like i do this i do the sled the torque sled and i do that maybe for about 90 seconds and i'm out of breath i mean it's yeah. hard um and then there's walking, you know, um zone 1, zone 2. Well, what do you tell people about that kind of exercise? Uh what's better for uh, increasing mitochondria and increasing telomeres and so forth?
1: Well, obviously, um people that are maybe listening right now might not understand what telomeres are. They they're the end caps of DNA. And so the longer you can keep them out there, the DNA, every time it breaks, it, it sort of gives them ability to repair. I look at them like shoelaces, you know, little shoelaces we used to have, the plastic ends. Yeah. If, you, if you get the plastic end off of there, it'll begin to unravel and shorten. Um, believe it or not, there's a peptide out there that will help ensure telomere length. It's called epithalin. epithalin. That's a good one. I use that quite a bit. Um, but, again, the mitochondria is a unique um, organelle. When you actually exercise, that being an energy producer, energy being ATP, it will gather mitochondria together and actually fuse. It says, this mitochondria can only produce this much power. Let me get a help, mate, and I'm going to join them, and we're going to fuse together to make them bigger. So the body has this ability to produce more energy upon energy demand, which is kind of cool. And obviously, if we don't put out energy with well, the mitochondria, has no reason to fuse, and it 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 creates fission. It divides them out a little more. So when I look at exercise or even movement in general, I even simplify it like this. I take 180 minus your age equates to your anaerobic threshold. Anaerobic threshold is above that zone, whatever that number is. Let's say you were 50 and 180 minus 50 is 130. Anything above that would be anaerobic, meaning without oxygen. Below that would be aerobic, meaning with oxygen. And then I look at the whole week's worth of exercise, and I want about 80% in the aerobic mode, and I want about 20% as a general rule in the anaerobic mode. Because if we stay in the anaerobic mode too too much, we're not actually able to utilize fat tissue as fuel. We can't break it down because fat tissue requires oxygen to break down. So we have to have the aerobic to break down the, the fat tissue. So we need both. And, of course, the better we can do both, the more it improves our heart rate variability, which gives our, ourselves the ability to withstand the stressors, the ups and downs of life.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is something that I've, I'm trying to increase my lifespan, so I've really researched the, yeah. the exercise part of it. Uh, what about the sleep? I mean, I know what I've taught when I was uh, teaching psychology, among other things, we talked a lot about sleep and sleep research, but what I found, Mark, was the variability of the need for sleep yeah, It's really, really broad. So what would you tell people generally?
1: Generally speaking, the body goes through about four sleep cycles in a healthy phase. And those mm-hmm. sleep cycles take about an hour and a half and right. about a 15-minute transition between one and the other as a general rule um but people go through things differently Uh, as we age i do know this the pineal gland which is kind of the third eye kind of shrink and we produce less melatonin right um therefore when you get about about 40 years old i always tell people "Dave, go ahead and take melatonin it's not going to matter you know because that is anti-inflammatory antioxidant and even anti-cancer a lot of these cancer patients today to treatment given them they're giving them high dose 50, 100 milligrams of melatonin. That's fascinating because there's a a receptor that's called the NLRP3. It's a receptor that triggers what's called the inflammasome. And even back during COVID, people were using melatonin back then in the know to really help destabilize that trigger so it wouldn't trigger so much inflammation. So it's about six to eight hours as a general rule. For most people, and again, some might need more, some might need less, depending on your age, um, you know, growth aspect of your life, male or female, it does vary. But I, I tell people to to make it emphasis on quality of sleep, and then you might. You know, consider some of these little gadgets that sometimes can help. My favorite little gadget to make your sleep is this. Uh, I like an aura ring. I, I think it works kind of cool. Um, that's O-U-R-A. I have no interest in them financially, but it does work. Um, but that measures heart rate variability, body temperature, which can affect sleep. Um, the light, you know, that we see like on the computer's TV. Emits at 5,500 Kelvin, and that can affect sleep in a negative way. So yeah, exactly. Don't, don't be afraid to get blue blocker glasses and and turn down the temperature, you know, to like 65, 7 degrees yeah. in the in the night. Cooler yeah. the better. Darker uh, the the blinds, the you know, the drapes, all that is better as well. All right. You brought up
0: the temperature aspect. There's a lot of recent research now on improving health through cold showers. Is that yeah. part of where you're going with that?
1: Well, it it does, because one thing about cold showers and even cold baths or or cold plunge, whatever you want to do it, is really about stimulating the body to adapt more brown fat, which is more mitochondrial-dense fat. And that's that's really cool when you think about it, because brown fat is more Mm mitochondrial-active, more metabolically active. Therefore, it doesn't accumulate as the yellow fat. And so it's interesting how that you can take the cold shower. And another thing it kind of does, it can facilitate healing because the cold shower will cause us to pull our blood inside to keep us warm. You know, it'll pull it in there. That's why we shiver sometimes. But as soon as we get warmed up, that blood is released. Boom, back out to the periphery. And we know that healing occurs with blood flow. I would assume that would have some
0: long-term effects on uh, anti-stroke prevention, heart attacks. Uh, Is that... that
1: yeah. Application. It, it would, as also you would see some application even on the other end with a, maybe an infrared sauna as well, because that can do the same thing. This, this microvascular improvement with the mitigation of these things called free radicals is a mm-hmm. very important process because we know that if we can keep our cells healthy and our vessels healthy, we keep life going. But when those things go downhill and begin to become, um, senile, such as a senolytic kind of cell, mm-hmm. um, that becomes a cell that does no good anymore as way to die.
0: Well, I, Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Now, diet, you, we could talk forever on diet. Yeah. So if, if you were to give some silver bullets here to people in the short amount of time we have, what would you tell them about their diet with biohacking?
1: Well, I'd say don't diet um, because diet is one of the things that sort of limits us. It gets us thinking about what we can't have i just had a person in my office today recently that i was saying don't diet and her eyes got big because she'd been taught of foods that she shouldn't eat and so i look at it as abundance i give people a broad list of what i consider anti-inflammatory foods and no kidding dave i tell him i don't care how much you eat just have as much as you want and if you get hungry eat more if you
0: withdave.com that's waterwithdave.com. Save eighty dollars for a short time. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals from my pillow.
1: fine. If you do want to eat, fine. And that allows them to sort of be able to have this abundance mentality once again and focus on what they can and should do as opposed to what they shouldn't do. Um, Silver bullets within that, and this is true for everyone out there as a general rule if you will do this. You know, look the obesity crisis, the, the diabetes crisis, the cardiometabolic crisis is terrible in our country. It's horrible. It's the worst it's ever been. But if everybody will do this. What I'm getting ready to tell you, it will provide benefit. Good, clean, healthy proteins, proteins that fit the bill of well-caught, free-range, you know, hormone-antibiotic-free, et cetera. Good fats, coconut, olive oil, nut oil, um, um, even something like um, coconut oil is also good if I didn't say that, right? And so it's also good to have good plants. Now, the plants is a, is a trick bag area. But most people need to eat a lot of above-ground non-root vegetables. You can pretty much have as many of those as you want too. Mm-hmm. If you go below the ground, you got to be careful. If you go below the ground, do it sparingly. If you have excess adipose in the frame, avoid that for a time. And then with fruits, if you'll keep the fruits about two servings a day, no more in a half-cup quantity, no more than that. You'll always put yourself in a pretty good position with that platform to not raise blood sugar too much, to not raise insulin, and therefore put yourself in a non-fat gain um, situation and even in a fat gain-resistant situation.
0: Interesting. You're triggering a lot of thought in me here, but uh, probably go down details that we don't have time to broach. You, uh, one other thing you brought up here, and, and I, I used to teach a lot about psychosomatic illness and, you know, stress beating strategies. Um, and you mentioned that as one of the protocols. Um, I, I know, well, actually, too, I remember reading a lot of documents here that show that stress is the big killer, the manifestation of the biological causes of death. Um, Agreed. So, so what would you say generally about stress? Is it about changing your stinking thinking or? What would you say? Yeah,
1: um, this is what we've done here. We we redefine stress from a noun to a verb, and, and this is interesting. It is. Stress, then, under a verb, would be an action you take in response to life's expected or unexpected occurrences. So it's a decision you make in regard to what you face. Your decision is this. When you drive down the road, if you get in a, a traffic jam, you're late to an appointment. You didn't. You can't fix that traffic jam. But your choice is how you respond to that thing. Yeah. That makes it an action. Therefore, you can hit the steering wheel and get pissed off and drive the cortisol, drive the sympathetic nervous system, or you can say, "Man, look, um, this is a divine delay. I need to just chill out." maybe be quiet for a little bit, and therefore activate the parasympathetic nervous system. So if you start to begin to redefine stress as a verb instead of a noun, it kind of puts the ability on you to begin to allow it to be controlled. In other words, we make the decision on what we do to life's occurrences. And if we just typically breathe, think, breathe, and think again before we act, we generally make very good decisions that are not just simply reactionary.
0: Sure. Absolutely. Count to 10 is a really good piece of advice. Yes. Um, you said something in there, though, that triggered, you know, I'm a Christian and um and I'm trying to condition my mind to think that God puts obstacles in our life for a reason, and that we have to know it's part of God's plan, trust in the Lord, and focus on what you can be grateful for, as opposed you know focus on what you have versus what you don't have uh and It really has its basis in what psychologists call rational emotive thinking um yeah. Yeah, or rational emotive therapy. So replace the negative thought with the positive thought. Do you have – I know that you're involved in biohacking. Do you offer counseling services that teach people those uh, psychological skills?
1: Yeah, that's exactly what we do. And, and even people in our Christian base as I am as well, I use the temptations of Jesus, the three of them in the, yes. in, the in the desert. This is classic, you know, yes. uh, first of all, he's hungry for 40 days, man. Come on. That dude is famished, man. <laughs> and you know, and Satan tried to get him to focus on the solid things of the world or that, and he wanted him to turn that rock. And this is like symbolic of turning the rock of the Holy Spirit into the temporal things that provide temporal comfort, the bread. But Jesus didn't focus on that, man. He took it and focused on what he was grateful for. Man does not live by bread alone, by every yeah. work, of the, work of God. So he did exactly what you just talked about. And these principles are aligned. The second temptation, if we know, is took come up on the top of a big old temple and says, jump off, your angels will catch you. Well, that's false grace. You know, it's like do anything you want and God will forgive you. Again, that hyper grace is also taught. So we, we teach people there are consequences for our choices. Don't tempt fate. Trust God. And then the third one was obviously the pull him up on a high mountain. Here's all the riches out here. I'll give them to you if you bow down and worship me. That does not simply mean that you call Satan your Lord. That means you don't call Jesus your Lord. That's what that is. And it's really an interesting thing because fame, money, riches, wealth, influence are addictive. And they get us focused on the things that they think. We can buy our way out of sickness, buy our way out of unhappiness, and that doesn't work either. So we talk about all these things that if we master this physical health piece that we have, that's very much of a spiritual, emotional uh, involved component because they are all one. Life is challenging in itself, but you'll get through life better. You'll become more resilient. You'll learn through life better. You'll earn and learn lessons. And over the course of time, you'll mature. And that's all I care about. You know, I can't yeah. guarantee a person longer life, but I can guarantee them this, a higher quality of life within those years. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: we can't help accidents and random occurrences, certainly, but but you will increase your life if you follow a lot of the things you're saying yep. here. And and I really, you know, I, I go back to my training um, as a therapist And we talked about an integrated model, and I came up during that time in my training where integrated model was everything. And you're really hitting on this because, I'll give you an example. If you do a random act of kindness, you get biochemical reactions like serotonin in your brain, and and that really enhances your physical well-being and your emotional level of happiness. But that's a stress management tool but it also provides energy to the person and that can lead into a desire to be active physically. I mean, what I'm saying is what I'm seeing in your model here is a lot of integration. Now you mentioned the the core items there. Are there other ancillary items that enter into this uh, picture of health?
1: Well, there is. I mean, we have a lot of different testing modalities that we do that can be structured in there, but those eight areas I talked about at the opening or the eight sort of um, windows, if you will, that we really are really going to go into. And, and you mentioned something very key. We make it, we're overt about this, the idea of connecting the physical, emotional, spiritual, intellectual, and financial. Mm-hmm. That's life, man. And, and really an integrated mindset. We, um, we failed as, as a society because we go to the financial counselor for our financial wellness. We go to the counselor for our emotional wellness. We go to the church for spiritual wellness. We go to the gym for physical wellness. It's all messed up. You know, we should be really understanding, and and this is the way it is. If we understand God's principles, He's the healer for all those things, and He provides for all those things. And we really got to get this back in our life again, uh, individually, and and really, Dave. Frankly, as a nation,
0: well, you're exactly right. And, and I look at the fact that uh, Christianity used to be a central theme in every aspect of our life. Yep. Uh, and then they took prayer out of the schools. And then they tried to remove Christmas displays. And there's been a, a real move to divide our spirituality from the other domains that we exist in. And, and I think that's Satan's work. Uh, and it's very clever on his part, but it's, it's what they do. Now, you have a, a center where you're working on uh, this with helping people master these uh, challenges, integrate the solutions together. Can you tell us about what you're doing in terms of working with people?
1: Yeah, um, we're located in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We're called the Functional Medical Institute. Day, but the beauty of electronics, the beauty of COVID, the good side of things. We work with people all around the country and world now, which is so cool. I think we have twelve thousand people in our base that we're working with right now, and they they get better, they get better, and it's interesting because when people get better. That becomes an infectious testimony, and they tell somebody else about it. You can't argue with somebody's story. And that's how our business has grown, and um all that we do is found at Sherwood.tv. And so you know, we've been able to write books, and we've written, uh, I guess, four number one Amazon bestsellers now. We've produced five movies, and we're always doing something out there to keep this – um good kind of going you know and we kind of consider ourselves i got this little wristband on it because hope dealer you know and so we want to always deal hope to people and give them something to hang on to because the world needs hope right now people need hope and if you can light that little fire um it, it might just turn into an inferno of hope inside of somebody you know on
0: the spiritual side i'm going to just make an editorial comment here there are some pastors out there that tell us that God wants us to be as great as we can be and what we were destined to be and that his way will help provide that. If we follow his plan and not our, our selfish desires in the moment, you'll be able to tolerate the obstacles that come and so forth. But our society works at it from the opposite end. They do.
1: We yeah. Really and it's thing. It's thing about it is, is um, the longer you live, the more stuff you go through. Sure. The more dirty laundry you get in your baggage. And that's just part of life, man. But you can look at the things that you go through, and you can live as a victim. And I've been just guilty of this in my own life. Live as a a victim and always putting the attention, woe is me, so much sacrifices, blah, 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 right? Jesus could have done that, too, perpetual victimhood, but he didn't. A victim perpetuates on those past failures and the troubles they go through, and just that's their conversation. We're seeing our world there, aren't we? A victor, on the other hand, understands that they go through things, but focuses not on vindication, but on the victories to come, and encourages people. and And that's what we're trying to do. And I have to work through this every day myself. But you're right; the world's going one way, and and it's not working very well for us. We have got to begin to switch the light on, and really the true light, as we're talking. But switch the light on and begin to to live in that, because ultimately, when we do, yeah. We're going to see life turn around. I don't know what's going to happen to our country. I have no idea. But I do know this, that there's people out there just like Dave Hodges everywhere that that are perpetuating sound principles that bring hope and truth. And we have got to connect those type of people together because that is the strength, that is the foundation that will keep us going forward.
0: So I'm assuming that a lot of the work you do isn't just individual one-on-one, it's group as well?
1: yeah we we'll do group stuff and and uh we get people together it's a lot of families we deal with sometimes and then yeah. a lot of times we get called out to uh, speak in different groups and uh, we love to do that as well
0: see that's a very well-founded systems approach where if you change one part of the system the rest of the system can change right and i and I really like that approach how do people get a hold of you and say i want to be a part of what this is and i want to find out more about it what can they do
1: well i appreciate that they can go to Sherwood.tv. And uh that is a hub for all we do, but we do actually a free webinar once or twice a month. It's usually on the second Tuesday, always, sometimes the fourth Tuesday. The webinars, it's free. People can get on there. We have a topic of a day we teach on, and then they can ask questions in the chat bar. So awesome. it's my wife and I doing it, and then if they like what we do and get their questions answered, they can decide to schedule an appointment at that point. And we have appointments that are set out there in advance for them to get them in within you know three or four weeks, which is which is incredibly fast. So, um, you know, people can do that. And then we have a lot of plans that people can do on their own without even working with us if they want to.
0: That is fantastic. TV is where you can go to follow Mark. And, Mark, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Thanks for joining us.
1: Well, Dave, thanks, man, for having me. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Take care. All right.
0: Hello, my friends, uh, my good American friends. Welcome to the Common Sense Show. Welcome to our friends around the world. We have a growing international audience on all our venues, and we are partners in freedom. And if you are a nationalist, you want your national laws obeyed. If you want freedom and liberty, I don't care where you are in the world, you are the enemy of most governments now because these governments have been funded, controlled, and installed by people like George Soros, Bill Gates, the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, and they are working against the interest of all people. The governments are going one way, the people are going another way, and we are in big trouble. But I want to address a particular problem that's very troublesome to me, and that is the infiltration of key American institutions across the board, And they are about targeting people who are pro-Constitution, pro-all these other Democratic things we'll get into, and they are targeted, I believe, for eventual elimination. The lists are being formed, and when you're put on a list, bad things tend to happen. Just look at history. Anyway, this is the Common Sense Show, freeing America one enslaved mind at a time, and we are brought to you by what we call Belly Trim. This is a BioTrust product, as you can see, and this product is about helping you lose weight. It burns fat quickly. It stores fat slowly. The chemical in this is absolutely incredible. There's more detail from the research that you can read about at TrimWithDave.com. This product is highly scientific. It works, and if you don't change your lifestyle, and you take this product, you will lose weight. And they guarantee the results. Money-back guarantee, 51% off. Go to TrimWithDave.com. That's TrimWithDave.com. In this segment, we're going to talk about infiltration. And I discussed this to some degree when I was on Sovereign Radio with my good friend Scotty Sachs. And uh, we're joining forces with Scotty here, uh Kim Gator, myself, Andrea VanderSteel, uh, people like that. We're joining forces together with Scotty, and we're going to become part of a Sovereign Radio Network, and we are um syndicating in a very big way. We'll have more information on that at the end of the month, but it's going to be a really, really cool endeavor as we're going to be taking my esteemed colleagues. I tell you, there's no one better than Andrea. Kim is absolutely awesome. Scotty is established former movie producer, couldn't take the corruption and immorality of Hollywood, so he's gone this route. Uh, it's going to be a really good endeavor, and I just wanted to make sure that I mention that because we're going to be talking about this in more detail. Now, let me just share this thought with you very, very, very quickly because this won't be a long presentation we've been infiltrated let me go to the article or excuse me the broadcast i did yesterday with general holt and he said tens of thousands of chinese soldiers have crossed into our border and they are training to kill us and he was that blunt that's a quote uh gordon chang who i think is the probably the most respected source on communist china and their activities in america and Gordon has said, yeah, they come here and they should be looking for food and a place to live, but these Chinese are training to kill people. But see, that's not it. We got the Venezuelans, we got Hamas, we got Hezbollah, we got MS-13, we got the Sinaloa's that basically control Arizona on behalf of the Chinese. Guys, I'm not exaggerating when I see it. I have lived through this. I've watched violent activities. Um, I have spoken many times with John Thaler. Been on my show three times. Rico Investigator, who has looked at the, listen, we are really in trouble. We have rhinos, and you know what rhinos are? Uh, Paid off, bought off with things like insider trading, and they help facilitate the Chinese takeover of America, the weakening of our military, the absconding of our rights, our civil liberties. And this is why I've called for the Toss Them All movement to get rid of rhino republicans in the upcoming primary in 2024, provided we have an election. And I that's in question given where we're headed. But if we do have an election, we need to get rid of these people. Now, Chinese have been seen. Paul Preston is my source. I have other sources as well. Chinese are going on to, communist Chinese, young male, no women, going on to Camp Pendleton, large marine base north of Oceanside, place where my family and I have vacationed many, many summers. Very disturbing, multiple reports. We just had the first illegal alien put on the election commission in California. Gee, what could go wrong? You're putting an illegal alien on an election commission? I, I, I know all of you are just collectively shaking your heads if you've not heard of this. But it gets worse. It gets worse. General Milley, who's now out, but he has other joint chiefs, fellow former joint chiefs, in the same way Is him. Remember him? Uh, t- Senate testimony. Well, if we're going to attack China, I'd have to notify my Chinese counterpart. Um, How do you spell treason, Milley? Milley Vanilli? Yeah. This is absolutely incredible. But we have infiltration into Wall Street. We have huge infiltration and have, have had for years into the control of our public universities. I'm sorry, folks, but we have documented this nine times Sunday. We have been infiltrated top to bottom. Now, this infiltration actually started with Nazis. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Warner von Braun uh, should have been executed for his war crimes. And what were his war crimes? launching one-stage rockets, V-2, two-stage rockets, killing civilians in high numbers in London. And they attacked civilian populations. These missiles didn't come down on military bases as much as they did civilians and their homes and their churches and their schools. And they killed children. And Warner von Braun became the head of NASA. Are you kidding me? And then we put Nazis in charge of all kinds of things. Do you know who organized Department of Homeland Security? Do you know who did that? His name was Marcus Wolf and he was paid $5 million to set up DHS. This is under Obama. You know what Marcus Wolf's background was? Came out of Nazi upbringing. And he was the leader of the East German Stasi. And we chose him to set up DHS. This infiltration has been going on for some time. But it's growing worse by the moment. Uh, we've discovered bio labs, including Ebola in them. Over two dozen of them in California. That's the ones we know about. We just are... are destroying our country there is a segment of the country over half of us who support the constitution love george washington okay love the rights and freedoms that we've been given by our laws we love the flag we root for american olympic teams and individuals we're patriotic god and country and they follow family and god that is, I look at this, and I just can't believe we are where we are. But let me share this with you. You're being infiltrated for a reason. And the infiltration, I believe, is about as complete as it needs to be to wreak havoc. When General Holt said they're coming here to kill us, referencing the tens of thousands of Chinese PLA soldiers that are in our country now. Um, I mentioned this to Scotty Sachs on our interview that we did. And Scotty said, I've interviewed two lieutenant colonels that say exactly the same thing. Let me tell you about two events in history. And I think this is a foreshadowing, learning from the past to project into the future. But this is foreshadowing where we're going to go. My family is not Jewish um freiburg was their german name at least for one of the families but the i and the e were a reverse it's not a jewish spelling they were lutheran they had a business and they were friends with jews they did not like what was happening it's one of the reasons they left and came to america and on the night of the broken glass crystal knocked brown shirt thugs working for hitler going out and burning Jewish businesses and murdering Jewish shop owners and so forth. I got their business burned down too. <laughs> Juden was written on their business. They weren't even Jewish, but it all happened a single night across Germany. All right. Let's go forward to 1968. Lyndon Johnson was telling the naive American public who still most of them believe that Lee Oswald killed John Kennedy. That's how naive we were. And that we had to be in Vietnam to preserve freedom. Yeah. We don't fight them over there. We'll be fighting them over here. Okay. Well, anyway, Lyndon Johnson said, we're winning the war in Vietnam and we'll soon have our troops out. And so the Viet Cong and the North Vietnamese called up the other side, America and South Vietnamese. And they said, Let's have a uh, a Tet Lunar New Year truce. Three days off from fighting. Oh, okay. Sounds good. And the whole plot for the North Vietnamese and the Viet Cong was to show that Johnson was lying to the American people, there was a lot of fight left in those communist forces, and that this war was nowhere near over. And so what they did on a single day, called the Tet Offensive, They attacked every capital in South Vietnam. In fact, they even captured the U.S. embassy for a while. The ambassador had to shoot and kill a VC that broke into his office so he could escape. It was serious stuff. Now, eventually, the Americans won every battle, but not without great cost. And then the American people said, hey, we're being lied to. And then the chants start going up, hell no, we won't go, burning draft cards and so forth. I don't think the protests went far enough, to be honest with you. Then there was the 1968 Democratic Convention. Ooh, that was a party. But anyway, the point is this. On single nights, communist forces came out to wreak havoc and death and destruction. With all that we have in our country today, with all the infiltration... We have a Chinese agent in the White House. Is there any doubt from the Comer hearings, even though that uh, Mike Johnson hit the chicken shit switch after he talked to Paul Ryan and said, back off the impeachment? They had enough to go forward. We saw it. We've seen the testimony. We know the Bidens belong to China. And they are tearing this country apart so it can be occupied and its inhabitants exterminated. Oh, wait a minute. Don't think I'm exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. Five part series I wrote in 2017 based on what was supposed to have been a Chinese classified transcript of Defense Minister Wei Feng addressing the Central Planning Committee of the CCP saying, well, look, we're in big trouble with natural resources. We're going to have to capture North America. We're not interested in cohabitation, and we're going to exterminate every single person in North America. There was a debate in the document, though. What do we do with the 14 million Chinese that are living in the United States? There's one school of thought that said they're too Americanized. Kill them. The other said let's get them back and rehabilitate them, turn them into good communist Chinese. This is their policy, folks. This is where they're leading. When General Holt said yesterday, and as I reported on it, that they're coming here to kill us, that's not hyperbole. It's not an exaggeration. In your historical precedence for this, Crystal Knock, mild version of what's coming, the Tet Offensive, mild version of what's coming. We're going to see this on a single day across all of America, and you're going to see, I don't know how many casualties. Tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. Why do you think Sheriff Rick Jones in Butler County, Ohio, is training citizens to defend their county against terrorists? This is pretty telling. And I think that when we have enough of these responsible people coming out and saying, folks, this is what we're dealing with. This is bad. We need to sit back and take notice. We have been totally sold out. Do you think it's a coincidence that in the Senate there's a bill right now to outlaw the training of people using firearms of more than three or more people? Doesn't matter if it's church security. Doesn't matter if it's mall security. Doesn't matter if it's your neighborhood security. If three or more of you get together, you're declared a militia and that will be illegal. Why would they be doing that? So communities can't resist. But you know where these people are stupid? Like Pelosi is a total traitor. Schumer, McConnell. we are total traitors. Do they think their families are going to be safe? What did Hitler do to the brown shirts who did Kristallnacht? Wiped them out. The first wave of communist Chinese that started the genocide in their Marxist cultural revolution. What happened to them? Well, they were part of the 80 million they got killed. Mao said, I can't trust these people. They've turned on their own. He killed all of them. Hitler killed the brown shirts. And the Pelosi's and the Schumer's and the rest of these traitors, the Chinese aren't going to spare them either. Their doctrine calls for total annihilation. And by the way, We Fang was the fourth defense minister dating back to 2002 that said the same thing so it wasn't like this one guy went off the rails and he's saying hey this is what we should do and it's real radical and no one's taking him seriously this is the official policy of china is to exterminate every single american and we're being infiltrated by these forces where are you seeing this in the mainstream media are these generals and colonels and Michael Yan and Gordon Chang and uh, Sheriff Rick, are they, are they all just making this stuff up? Are they all taking LSD together? Or do they know something that we should be paying attention to? And if you go back and you look at my writings and you go back to 2014, I've been talking about this for 10 years. Oh, I'm not bragging or patting myself on the back. I'm saying I paid attention. I know there was a quarter of a million of national Chinese troops in the Sierra Madres in Mexico. Oh, that's funny, Dave. Well, the truck drivers weren't laughing. Military intelligence people that would talk to me that were very concerned, that wanted me to put this out but not attach it to them, uh, they weren't laughing. And now they're even crossing our northern border, which Sheriff Rich Jones has talked about. We're in deep, deep trouble. My advice to you, train, prep, and pray. And to hell with any law coming out of Congress. Do not follow it. You have the right to organize your community against these threats that are surely coming. Very disturbing addition here in this segment of the Common Sense Show. I'm really sorry to have to bring this to you but this is why we exist as a media outlet. Our job is to tell you the truth, whether it's pleasant or not. Now, I do have one final piece of advice. You may not have the ability to stop the Chinese. Your community may not. But God does. It can always look darkest before the dawn, and it looks like there's no way and the Bible is filled with examples of great courage. I mean, if Sarah can have a baby when she's ninety. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get the idea. The if David can kill a bear and a lion with his bare hands, and he can slay a giant, knock him out with a slingshot, and then cut his head off, and become the greatest king in history, against all odds. It's a little shepherd boy. We can be victorious too. But you need to know that this administration, if you're a loyal American, if you're anything to do with MAGA or anything else like that, you have a bullseye on your back. And that bullseye extends to the UN, the World Economic Forum, and certainly CCP troops that are here, the Communist Chinese. You need to train, prep, and pray. We'll see you back here next time. Reporting. Hello, America. Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one in slave Mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, We have an interesting story for you that was sent to me by a good friend of mine and can't mention his name. Oh. And It is. Oh. As soon as I come on air, we're interfered with. Isn't it interesting? Okay. So, here's what's happening. Atlanta is seeing a housing revolution, and you're not going to like this. This is really, really bad. This is worse than bad. And you know how they said, oh, uh, replacement theory is just a conspiracy theory. You're crazy if you believe it. Lay down, take a pill, we'll take you to the doctor later. Uh, Well, replacement theory is here, and this bears that out. Hey, when you come here, we ask that you would uh, share far and wide. Um, people need to know about this. You're not going to like this one bit. Uh, also, we got uh, something else to tell you. You want to look younger, feel younger, have more energy? This is it right here. This is it. Ageless, multi collagen. It is a BioTrust product, which means it's well researched. They publish the research in layman's terms that you can understand. And it, this product replaces lost collagen. Collagen is what keeps you young, and when you lose it, you get old. You look old. Your hair falls out. You wrinkle. Your bone, your bones hurt. Your joints are sore. Your muscles are just terrible. You, know, you have no energy. So what do you do? You take this product. You just it's powder. You prescribe. You put in the prescribed amount. You stir it up in your favorite drink. It's odorless, tasteless. You take it, and you go, whoa. I see a difference. That's a younger me. It's your own Ponce de Leon Fountain of Youth. Now, unfortunately, and fortunately, BioTrust has the only proprietary patent on this product. There's a lot of imitators out there, but this takes the five types of collagen, blends it into one, crosses the blood-brain barrier, and begins to replace lost collagen, and you reverse the aging process. They guarantee it with a 60-day money-back guarantee, and this is really cool. 51% 51% off. Go to healthwithdave.com. That's healthwithdave.com. Okay, we've got a really interesting deal going on in Atlanta, but this is not just Atlanta. I've read this in other places, and I went and researched this, and this is true, and I found out more than what was in the New York Post. Um, here's the essential story. Homes that are vacant, for the most part, are being taken over by illegal aliens in Atlanta. Being dumped there by the federal government, they need a place to live. So they go out and they look for vacant homes and they take them over. Sometimes they take over homes where people are on extended vacation. That's right. They take over an actual residence that's occupied. And you're saying, you've got to be kidding. No. Well, can't the people call law enforcement? Law, Atlanta law enforcement, controlled by the Democratic Party, has been told to stand down. What would happen if someone came in with a gun? You will vacate these premises. This house belongs to me. Law enforcement would arrest that person. You're not allowed to defend your property. Now, according to the New York Post, and I'll get into some of the... uh details here in a second but according to the new york post some of these people have even opened up illegal strip clubs in abandoned office buildings and they are terrorizing their neighbors drug dealing prostitution and still law enforcement won't respond are you just shaking your head i mean i don't even recognize this country this is not the united states of america it's worse. couple went on vacation. As I looked into this, I found this out. They went on vacation for three weeks. They come home. Their house was occupied. They filed an injunction, and they filed an eviction notice, or tried to, and the courts rejected it. Squatters rights. So you can't even leave your home for a night. And you could come home and find it occupied. I know what I would do. I want you people to hear this clearly. I'm not a person of violence. But you steal my home? Well, ask John McCain what I would do. I'll fight you tooth and nail, attack your reputation, tell the people the organized crime family you married into, and we'll fight for eight years until we win. That's what got me into this business. How about I would hire probably 10 of the biggest goons I could find. No guns. And we'd probably have to break into the home because I'm sure they've changed the locks. And we'd forcibly evict everyone in their possession, their, their possessions along with them. Oh, there'd be a law enforcement standoff, but I'd videotape it send it viral say this is what it gets to take them to respond shame on you law enforcement officers that will not respond to these calls but ladies and gentlemen this is not the only place i've seen this i'm aware of stories like this in new york in san francisco chicago and you're saying whoa what do they have in common other blue cities they're blue cities squatters taking over legitimate homes, building strip clubs in the neighborhood, involved in criminal enterprise. But gee, illegal aliens, they're just here because they have to be. They were chased out by their government. They mean no and no harm. Tell it to those Homeowners.